You are now tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall, Dylan Weissman, and Mike Langser. Hey, we're back. It's, it's and, us. Uh, it's the end of the summer, guys. The summer just like literally blew by. I can't believe it's the last week of August. I at put least, on my fall decorations today. Come on. At least all of us are like kind of tan. We could say we were at least outdoors a little. I like we, that. We, we had some time, but... It, it just a blink of an eye. I feel like it was yesterday that I rocked my last mitzvah of the season, which was June 25th. As a matter of fact, I happen to remember that. And uh, now we're getting right back into the season. That's it. I even got the collar shirt on and everything, man. It's go time. I love those shirts. That, those are so much nicer than the white ones. Too. <laughs> I wore mine. Is that a mitzvah shirt that you're wearing, Dylan? Oh, yeah. So I, 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 I don't know if I told you guys this, this story, but here's a quick little off topic anecdote. I had a conference call uh, last week with the family, and I said, hey, have you ever seen us before? And they said, yeah, you know, we were at such and such party. And I literally, like, lifted my body. I said, here's their shirt. Like, I just happened to be wearing the shirt of a party that they were a guest at. So we love this we wearing. I didn't that, know either, we that either means we do this way too much or it was a crazy coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, definitely. I would have wore my explosive shirts today. I didn't know it was explosive day on the podcast. Yes. Man, you know what though, but it is uh, how to be uh, how to have an amazing event if you're throwing it day on the podcast, right, Dill? Right, this is this is this is Mike's baby. So, <laughs> I'm gonna say yes and see what happens. So, so I thought of this topic this morning because I think we all hear it, like, and we see it. There's some families we know that just love their party, like, right. you know, we we talk about uh, David and Alyssa Gresser every once in a while in these podcasts, like. They go to their own parties and love their parties. So we've done two with them, and they're the perfect host. They celebrate, they dance, they drink, they party. Like, they're involved. And then there's other families that, you know, you could tell from the get-go, like, through the planning, they're like, I'm so stressed, I'm so nervous. You know, they, there's a lot of DIY on their plate, and then they have to figure out all the logistics. And frankly, the party ends and they said, I can't believe it's over. Like, I, I feel like it just started. I, I didn't even really get to have fun. I was too busy doing things. So I think that's what I want to talk about today is like yeah. what what you could do to enjoy your own party as the host and hostess who, frankly, are spending a lot of money on a party. You should enjoy it. You shouldn't just watch the video and be like, wow, that looked like fun. Right. Um, so, you know, uh, Dylan, right off the top of your head, what, what would be the first tip that you would give to any family planning a party so that they could enjoy their day? Um, this is a really all-encompassing tip, but do what you want your guests to do. In other words, if you want a big fat dance party, be on the dance floor. If you want people eating and drinking, go do those things. You as the, as the host family hold a lot of weight. Actually, in, in my opinion, a similar amount of weight as any of your professional vendors in how your day unfolds. So I think that my favorite tip to give families is if you want people to be playing all the games and contests that are out there, you go do that too. And that goes for the, you know, bar mitzvah boy. It goes to the, um, 
to the, you know, the mom or the dad or the grand, like you want that your nucleus of family to do the things that you want your entire party to do. We see it a lot with weddings where whatever the bridal party does, that nucleus does, that's the entire, that's what the entire vibe is going to be around. Right. When you're playing a game, I mean, every once in a while, not often, every once in a while you'll see one of the parents literally play Coke and Pepsi and they're having fun. Like yeah. they're, they're reliving their youth. So it's actually pretty cool. Like I, well, I, I dig it. Jordan, what were you going to say? I was going to say, just to piggyback on what Dylan's saying, um, these are all great tips. I think um, also like taking that and being in the room, you know, we say it all the time. There's so many, uh, you know, highlights and having that awesome rocket dance party and being a part of your event is huge. The more you're actually in the room, you know, and, and in there, you know, we, we deal with it all the time. Sometimes, you know, the photo station is located outside the main room or the bar is located outside the main room. The more that you're in there as a guest and as a host or a hostess, you know, um, cigarette smoke breaks, you know what I mean? Like just being in it and there and available because your guests are going to see you rocking and out there at the center of the floor. They're going to be like, oh, my God, cool. This is the reason why we're here. You know, if they see you and you're visible, you're in it. All right. So I, I'm going to take the next one. DIY. I love DIY, but... There's a time and a place. So if the day of your own party, you're so busy about getting there early, setting up the centerpieces, driving the liquor over, maybe you're at a BYO type of facility, you got to get the liquor there. Um, you know, you're, there's too much DIY. You're going to be working your own party. And, and guys, I might have even given you this feedback. At our staff summer party, I decided I was going to be the photographer. I took pictures throughout our staff summer party. We were testing out some new technology, which is super cool. But, you know, when I look back, I did not play volleyball. I did not play mini golf. Like, I was watching our staff have fun. And 5 o'clock came and our staff party was over. And I, I got a lot of cool pictures. But I didn't <laughs> participate. So, you know, don't be your own photographer. Don't be your own DJ. Don't be your own decorator. There's a reason why there's professionals to be hired. And, and maybe that's the transition into hiring right. the right professionals. So if you're hiring a professional – who you believe you have to micromanage in any capacity, whether it's like you got to play this song in this order for these people. And look, you're able to give us your feedback to have your fingerprints all over the event. And that's what makes great professionals good at what they do is they can mold and make it work. But if you don't feel like you can trust your professionals to do the job that you're looking for, then probably you shouldn't be hiring them. You should be looking for someone else that you do trust. Cause if you, it goes down to, if you don't trust your professionals and you feel like you have to be on top of them because you're very, very type a and, you want everything in graphs and charts. That's all fine. And you'll get that when you hire the right people and connect with them. But if you don't do that and you find yourself stuck, that's when that stressor builds and, and you might not find yourself enjoying your event. Well, I agree. And I, I think just as a whole, guys, you know, we can all maybe agree that delegation to a certain extent on your big day is huge. You know, whether you're delegating to an event planner, um, you know, your entertainment company, let's say, you know, it's not the biggest craziest you know timeline you don't have too many moving parts and you know maybe you doesn't really call for an event planner maybe you have your best friend maybe it's mom's best friend that day you know delegate to somebody who can maybe help collect the cards you know i know our dancers you know throughout cocktail hour kind of help out with that a little bit too like you know making sure all the cards get in the uh in the gift basket or, or the gift box stuff like that just kind of delegating towards people that'll help you again be in it be able to enjoy this three years of planning that's all coming together and six hours you know what i mean of, of, of an event it's so crazy to say but that's really what it is you know we're we're snowballing all this time and planning and effort into you know five to six hours of uh, of a party so it's a lot it's a whole nother podcast to talk about like 
the little things that the dancers do that you don't realize uh, are happening, like directing the kids, go put your card not on this cocktail table, but in that box over there. Correct. Those are just one more reason why like having multiple people like shuffling is, is really, really helpful for your event. I say we do that next week is, is the role, the role and responsibilities of a dancer. That's not party igniting. Yeah. I, I, that, that, that is a lengthy podcast in itself. Um, um, my, my next tip was, you know, for the families that want to drink and, and, you know, drink and celebrate plan in advance transportation to get you home um and or to get your stuff home that's another thing you know uh, guys we have these epic parties and sometimes the family's drinking pretty heavily and then they get in the car with their kids and drive home i just i hate seeing that like i mean talk about a, a i'll say a shitty way to end a night possibly like god forbid something happens so plan for transportation and and also you know at the end of the night the venue is normally saying, Hey, here's all your centerpiece. Here's your gift box. Here's this, you know, we're here's your step and repeat from the photo booth. If you could have somebody as the um, courier, we'll call it to pick up all of these items, what a easier way to end the night or continue the night. Maybe there's an after party back at your house or something like that. You, you don't want to be stuck at a venue packing a truck for an or, hour or, coordinate with your venue to leave it and pick it up later. Like ask that question. Hey, right. I'm going to have this, that, and the other thing here at my event. Uh, I know I want it, but I know that I won't have room or I won't be in you know, the right state of mind to be able to take care of that. What can I do with it? Can I leave it here and pick it up on Monday? Most venues have storage that you can utilize as the, as the client and as the guest. Yeah, um, that, that definitely depends. I mean, if, if it's a Saturday night party and the venue is a Sunday morning and it's not a hotel or something of that sort. It, it doesn't work. So yeah, you're, you're right. Ask in advance and plan in advance, you know, hi, hire a, a neighbor with an SUV, you know, a, a right. teenager with an SUV that could come at midnight and pack all that stuff. But truthfully, that's why I got married in a hotel. Like that was a big piece of it for us. We didn't want drinking and driving. And when we were done, you know, we were able to just have everything carted off by the bellman into our room. Like that was, that was really important to us. I want to well, go. Guy, yeah, go ahead, Dale. I was just well, going to there was, one, on. there was one point about the transportation that made me think like, uh, don't rely on Uber as your way to get home. Like, I don't care what your guests do because if they're planning on Ubering, they probably already planned for that and whatnot. But the last thing you want to do is be standing outside after an awesome party. It's such a it's such a buzzkill. To just stand there, wait for your Uber, and then the Uber shows up, and there's not enough room for your whole family or whatever it is. Like, I think hiring a driver is much is much stronger of a way to celebrate than it I is. Mean, to I, I mean, Dill, most most of our parties are over at night. That's even finding an Uber at that hour. You know, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, it's a crapshoot. You know what I mean? So that's a great point. Yeah, that was just the one thing about the transportation that I, that I heard from you, Mike. The, the other thing I, I was saying too, guys, I mean, you know, uh, before we jump into our next topic, just drinking as a whole, you know, like let, let's be honest, you know, in the, uh, what, the, the 30 plus years that we all have under our belt of Barn by Misses, I could think of maybe two I'm dry. not even 30 yet. <laughs> I could think of maybe two dry events that we've done. You know, liquor plays a huge part of these events. So just drinking in general, um, I think just keeping the drinks responsible throughout the day. You know, if, if you know you're going to have a drink, you're a little nervous, you want to, you know, have a shot or a cocktail, take the edge off because you planned this huge day. Mike, I mean, we ran into situations where, you know, sometimes the, the guests, uh, the, the parents of honor have kind of been knocked out. They, they fell asleep throughout the entire party, you know, like they, they literally slept through their kids mitzvah. 
you know, because they drank too heavy just because the nerves and everything got crazy. And that's such a, you know, after all that time and planning, you know, you hate to see that. So I think just drinking responsibly and just knowing, you know, minding, you know, how you, how you hit that, that bar, you know, for the day is huge. Jordan, I'll piggyback that with eat before your party. Yes. You know, especially the women out there who are like, Oh my God, I can't eat. I got to fit into my dress. You know, no eat before your party. Cause I remember vividly an event that mom just didn't eat. She wanted to look as prim and proper and tight as possible, but you know, she had a couple shots with her friends and, and just as you said, she didn't make it through the candle lighting ceremony. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and that, that's we, tough. We as entertainers, uh, unlike weddings um, in Bar Mitzvah land, we run the timeline, I would say more than 50% of the time. So for things like speeches and candle lightings, we try to make it so that it's both conducive for you to celebrate the right way, but also for the flow of the event. You know, I love having families who say, listen, I'm not super heavy into drinking. That's not going to be me. It'll definitely be my friends, but it's not me. I'll use that as an advantage to be able to push my toast a little later to break up the action. So being honest with your with with yourself about how you will do the day uh, will also affect the 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 flow. So tell your tell your teams about that. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So what else we got? I, I, I love I love this next one. I'm I'm making like a little list here, just some some ideas. No, these are all great. Pick pick one. They're all awesome. But you know, dress dress appropriately and bring backup clothing. I, we've talked about it on this podcast before, Jordan. You mentioned the bar mitzvah boy who you know had a drink spilled on him right before the party, like right in cocktail hour. You know, if he had another shirt right there in the bridal suite and he could just quickly throw it on, great. But instead, that saga that you gave was. All of a sudden, you know, somebody had to run to the mall, pick up a shirt. It was like an hour-long ordeal. It was before all of our formalities, like all the picture taking. It was like, oh, man, this guy's got to yeah. – you yeah, can't so, hide it. So back, back up clothing, like, you know, bring a, bring comfortable shoes. You know, women, yeah. you're wearing these high heels because you want to look great, which is cool. But at some point, if your feet start to hurt, are you really having fun? Were <laughs> you thinking about your feet hurting you? You know, so so yeah, that that's a big piece of it. Dress appropriately, and th that's going to flow into the next one is temperature. Like, if you're booking an outdoor party in the middle of the summer, like think this through. You know, how do you want guests dressed? How are you going to be dressed? Uh, are there fans on property? Like, is there enough shade? Uh, all of this is certainly important. And I yeah, think all I, that, all, yeah, I was say all that goes into timing and stuff too. Like, do you still want a five hour party in all that heat? You know, it, it is a little bit tougher for people to dance and maybe get up, you know, and, and, you know, have a high energy dance set where we normally go for 45 minutes or so. Maybe now it's only 10 or 15 because it's so hot. And Dylan, what were you going to put up? Well, the dressing appropriately and the bringing of backup clothes can extend all the way through like it's okay when all the formalities are over, if you wanted to change and there's a couple ways that you can do it. I see it a lot with bot mitzvah girls. They'll have like a big elegant dress uh, or rather they'll have like their service attire and they'll stay in their service attire and then they'll get into a party dress. Like all of that stuff matters for, for just the focal point of the, of, of the celebration. So I love when families do what we could call costume changes. Mm -hmm. It could even be getting into like, I had one bot mitzvah girl whose whole style was sweatpants. Like that's what she was about. So getting her in a dress was like a, an Olympic sport for the family. But at the end of everything, she did her dress thing, and then she changed into sweatpants, and a different kid came out. So I think there's something to be said about something like that. 
And maybe even from that, you play off it. Maybe even throw out sweatpants to every to, to the kids, you know, like to be part of that, you know, embrace that. You could even like be thematic with it. But the only way that this is going to really work is if you consider when your photos are. Like all of these costume change ideas and 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 being more casual towards the end of the celebration, that only works if you're getting all the photos that you want ahead of time in the attire you want them to be. I mean, right. Mike, we were talking about that the other day. Yeah, I just the timeline as a whole is super important. But you know, if you have a ton of out of town friends uh, or family and you want to do a photo shoot with them, and you should because it's a great opportunity to capture these images. Do you want to miss your whole cocktail hour doing a photo shoot or? Do you want to invite them an hour early and get your photos done then? You know, that that's definitely like a wedding thing, you know, what we call the first look. And then after the first look, the photographer does family pictures. Um, you know, why not do that at a bar about mitzvah also? Like get as many of those posed pictures done and, you know, again, keep temperature in consideration. Maybe you're doing those posed pictures outdoors and then you need a break to redo your hair or refresh, or maybe you want those pictures in the air conditioned state. Think all this through um, as you're planning out your day. Cause again, the theme of this podcast, how to enjoy your day. Is it enjoyable sitting there taking pictures or waiting for groups of pictures? Not as enjoyable as it is, is eating, drinking, dancing, celebrating. So, right. You know, maximize dance floor time. And, and if you're not so serious about those post photos, then you should really consider who's in your candle lighting. Candle lightings were designed originally to get those photos done. So do that then. Know that if you're going to forego the other stuff, your candle lighting has got to be on point, which means not a heavy cocktail hour for you. Right. Good stuff, yeah. guys. I, I, there's probably a billion other things. Uh, and it, who, who else has an idea on top of their mind? Uh, let's see. This, this is how we know this isn't scripted. And we're no, definitely not scripted. Going no. off the cuff here. We, we, we talked a lot about, um, you know, you being the right person at your event. So being the, 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 the dancer, if you want a dance party, but this also matters about who you're inviting to like that plays a catalyst to whatever it is that, that you want to happen in your celebration. So, um, one of the things you want to consider is how, who you're inviting, what purpose do they serve at your celebration? Do you want them there? Is it right for your kid? Uh, I've seen a lot of families like invite the wrong people to mitzvahs. Like they feel as though because they invited their boss to their wedding, they have to invite them to the kid's mitzvah. But your wife doesn't know that person and your kid doesn't know that person. So now you have at least one set of people that you are paying to be there who don't know anyone else in that room. It, it brings the event down. That camaraderie of the event and the inclusivity of the event does, it got, does affect it. Dylan, right. I, I got two good examples here besides the boss. Uh, one is with kids. If there's a troublemaker that, you know, of the, the boys especially, you know, there's one boy that just causes havoc at everything that he goes to, you might want to decide if you need to invite that boy or not. Um, you know, what you don't want to be doing as a host is dealing with a problem child. Um, so they, there's one. And number two, how often do we hear, you know, Grandma wants me to invite, you know, two tables worth of her friends. Um, you know, it, it, it's the grandparents' neighbors, you know, who don't really know the kids. Um, while that's all good, you know, are they happy with the volume or are they complaining with the volume? Is the is the room too cold? Are they bothering you as the host, you know, or you as the host have to 
feel obligated to make your way around and talk to everybody and say hi to everybody. And, you know, again, you're losing time out of that four or five hour window. Right. I, I love Bubby's friends. I do. I get it. I get why they're there. Um, they've been matriarchal to your entire everything, whatever it may be. But if you got two tables of them and they're going to complain about every other thing or they need to they need to push the dinner up because they need to eat earlier because of medicines, whatever it is, like we want to accommodate, but that does play a part in the success of the celebration. And make sure you sit them in the back. <laughs> so – I, we, we we talked on vendors earlier, but you know what we didn't really say is like a day of coordinator is key in a lot of cases. Now, not always necessary. Let's stress that. You work at a venue. If your party's at a venue that has a great catering team that knows bar and bat mitzvahs and has a great DJ company, knows bar and bat mitzvahs, the flow will be fine. But there's something to be said about an on-site point person that can bring those sweatshirts out the last hour of the night or wheel out the candy bar or, you know, help a guest that can't find their place card. Or maybe, maybe table six is missing a, t- a chair. Like you as mom and dad don't want to deal with that. Like there needs right. to be, or should be a experienced professional that can calmly handle these things. And frankly, not even tell you that there is an issue. You know, if table six is missing a chair, then, let that point person go find a chair, put an extra set of you know, forks and knives there, and go call on it a day. Call it a day. Agreed. Yeah, I've seen parents wigging out. Oh my god, there's no t- chair. I finding the caterer, then then the caterer oh, trying to figure out why. And nothing. Nothing hurts an event's momentum more than when the door is open from cocktail hour and everyone's ready and our dancers are ready to roll and the music is loud and it's pumping. And you're standing there going, Ooh, table seven doesn't have enough seats and table eight doesn't have enough settings and that one's missing their water. Oh my God, stop. I need you on the dance floor or else everything's gone to, you know, well, gone to hell. Well, well, Dylan, this is actually a really good piggyback and we can kind of take this on to us for a second. Personally, as the entertainment, let's talk about the families that are, you know, it's not, it's not bad, but it happens constantly up at the DJ booth, you know, requesting the song into the next song and be like, now you got to play this. And, you know, uh, hey, you know, it'd be really great if you, you got into this song and, and kind of like not allowing us as the professionals to kind of get into our vibes. So I think that that whole being on the dance floor and almost micromanaging not enough seats, you're kind of talking about the same client that might be up at the DJ booth being like, hey, you know, these aren't the songs or, or make sure you go directly from my list or, you know, maybe explain a little bit about what we're trying to create as the entertainers and how they can there, better enjoy that. In my in my career. There have mm-hmm. been less than five events where I, where it would have been better if I just listened to every single thing that they said in the order they said it. In other right. words, there, there was a family I remember a really long time ago who said, you have to play this style of music. And while I played that for when it was appropriate, I tried moving into other stuff that was uh, that we knew was right for events as a whole. And it didn't really hit. And then I had to go back to that other stuff and – while it wasn't the stuff that I really thought was going to work for the event, they knew their crowd and it did. However, more times than not, I would say 99 out of 100 times, we know what we're doing and we will find creative ways to get the style of music that you're looking for in the event without sacrificing the continuity of a big fat dance party if that's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So I think a cool takeaway on that is just to, you know, if you're you're putting all this money 
time and effort into planning this day. And the vendors you select are the people that are going to bat to represent your family as best as possible. At that point, you, you got to trust them, you know, trust your vendors. Like they, you hired them. I feel like that's the takeaway we give every single. It, it, it's it, it's amazing how it breaks back to that like key point, but that's really what it is. I mean, like you're putting all this faith into certain companies, brands. You see them rock. You see how they do their thing, and you know, like let's face it, you know, in our neck of the woods, out of the tri-state area, you get throw a rock and hit eight very good DJ companies. It's just a question of what flavor ice cream you like, right, Mike? So. You know, you I am done. I'm done with the ice cream business, but I got you. <laughs> um, the, the last tip, Dylan, you put it here in the chat for us privately, but a babysitter for the kids. I want to expand on this because I think this is brilliant in so many different ways. But for a family that has younger children, you know, you got the bar bar mitzvah guest of honor. It's 13. Maybe you have another child or two that are younger. That five-year-old sometimes can't hang until two in the morning, one in the morning, midnight, whenever the party's ending. Um, have somebody there appointed to, you know, get that kid in pajamas and maybe put the kid down to nap in, in the bridal suite or something like, you know, uh, you, we see it more at weddings than we do at bar about mitzvahs, but right. you know, you don't want to, especially with weddings, God, I, you know, with COVID this happened so many times that people had the baby before they got married and then the bride and groom are busy managing their child, you know, which is great as a parent but again like did you enjoy your own wedding you know or were you busy changing diapers you know so uh while this is a mitzvah podcast it's certainly very applicable too like whose role is that to make sure that the youngest sibling is taken care of so here are some people that i would say are the right fit um obviously you can go right to the grandparents if that's the right vibe for your family but a lot of times the grandparents are trying to celebrate as well and they don't want the responsibility of the of the young one as well so here are some other people that i think are really really well suited you could obviously use whoever babysitter you use in the you know on your weekends but the school teachers the preschool teachers love this stuff they love this stuff uh you talk to you know miss Kristen at the preschool and invite her as an invited guest for a, a, a nice dinner with you and your family uh you know at the celebration and then at nine o'clock you're on you know little tyler duty that pays off that's really good well the other They're thing too is guys stuff like that that's awesome and even like for the, maybe the kids that aren't even so young to be like babies where they need like a sitter so to speak maybe that younger sibling maybe there it's a crowd that they're not you know maybe too into dancing or or the activities like that you know we've also designed separate uh breakout rooms if you will where we've thrown you know uh, a gaming table or some younger styled or influenced games into an auxiliary room that's on property and that's been kind of the focal point for you know, the younger brother who, you know, really just loves video games and won't do anything else and his 10 friends, you know what I mean? So that's another creative way to kind of go about it and create, uh, you know, a, a room within the party that's dedicated to the to the younger folks. So you can kind of go that that route as well. Wow. A lot of ideas in this podcast. Good one. And we kept it under 30 minutes. We did. What do you guys well, think? There's still time to screw that up. Go ahead, Mike. Should, should we tie this one up? Go ahead. All right. So, so just a little bit of a recap. Uh, I think the things we spoke about, you know, reminders, uh, wear the right attire, bring back up, um, hire vendors that you trust that are experienced and, you know, they got your back. 
uh, that kind of flows into having a day of coordinator or something. Try not to micromanage. Try your best. Just go and enjoy it. Uh, Make sure you have transportation arranged for you and for your belongings at the end of the party. Uh, Book the right space so that temperature is not of a concern for you. Don't Uh, get lost in the sauce. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, Photo shoot, you know, if you're doing your family pictures, do it at the right time. Invite the right guests. Did we talk about anything else, guys? I think we. I think that's all. And do what you want your party to look like. Yes, that's the biggest point. And get excited because 2022 fall season is upon us. The mitzvahs are back, baby. Explosive Entertainment, Jordan Marshall, Dylan Weissman, Mike Langs are bringing you guys all the biggest, baddest, and best in bar mitzvah planning and bot mitzvah planning. Mazel tov to you guys. If you're planning, we'll see you soon on the dance floor. And we can't wait to party. Enjoy your weekend coming up, and we'll see you.